Foamies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. So this week we are speaking with Jordan Miner. Uh, those of you who know him, he is uh, an OG Flomey. He was here from the beginning of the start of the group. A wonderful contributor, always willing to help, just a great personality on him. We're going to get to talk with him, know him a little better from when he started his business uh, to where he's at now. Uh, work, we're going to talk with him about the, the flexibility that he has with his uh, business, uh, a lot of the different things that he's had to go through as a business owner. Uh, you're going to get to know his origin, but uh, those of you who know him also know he is a really good musician. So we're going to talk with him about music, what it means to him. And we're also going to get to hear a song. Now, uh, before we get into the interview, I just, I, I don't know what I did. I checked all the settings before I started recording. And again, I st- the beginning of the interview has bad audio quality on my end, and I, I don't know what happened. I, I verified everything, but I noticed it in the, uh, early on in the, in the interview, so I did switch it. <laughs> so the, the majority of the interview is a good quality, but the beginning is messed up. So again, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm not like an expert on this, but uh, I, I don't know why this keeps happening. The good news is, though, it is good quality when we listen to Jordan Sink. So uh, it should be uh, great. We won't interfere with that. Uh, the other thing I just want to let you know, as you notice, uh, we have not been putting out the flowcasts uh, in as regular as we used to. Um, there's a few reasons for that. One, I obviously, I don't get paid for this. This is something we do for fun. And my business is it's really busy. We've also had some staffing issues. So that has uh, taken away some of the time that I've had to devote to uh, the Flowcast. But the other thing, too, is um, I am going to be assisting the IWCA with their own podcast, uh, which is called uh, IWCA TV. Um, we're going to work getting that set up. Uh, that's taking me a little bit of time uh, away from this podcast to do that. And so what we're probably going to do is switch this instead of from a weekly, which it has been for a long time, we're going to be doing uh, every other week and also doing every other week with IWCA podcast as well. So um, I will give you more information on that uh, as, as uh, time progresses. But for now, this the ITF Flowcast will probably be uh, a bi-weekly or every you know twice a month type podcast for now until... Uh, we get the IWCA and then they'll be interchangeable. So uh, anyhow, I just wanted to pass on the news, but now let's get to the interview with Jordan Miner. Hey, Flomies, we are talking with Jordan Miner here. Thanks so much for meeting with us, Jordan. How you doing, bud? Not bad, Gabe. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very good. I'm so glad to be able to talk with you. Uh, you are someone I've been wanting to speak with. You're, you're one of the OG Flomies. You came in right at the beginning. So you've been here for quite a while and uh, we really appreciate all your contributions uh, in fact, uh, just just so you know, you had made a uh, post just recently, and you had commented about the struggle of, you know, posting and having to wait a little bit because of the moderation. So, because of your suggestion, we are we are going to, probably when this drops, we'll have already made the change, but we're going to change it to where we're not moderating all the comments anymore. You know, it's like we we talked about it, and we're like, you know, when it was first started, it was a need because I think um, everywhere there was a, a problem uh, yeah. with that. but i think <laughs> yeah. the flow has matured in in the t- couple years that we've been you know almost three years now that we've been doing yeah. it i think if you're a flow me already you kind of already know the rules and there isn't as neat as much of a need for that and if there is one you know if a, if a post comes through if we need to kind of tag that one particular person then we can do that you know but other well, than I, that, I figure the people in the group are hopefully we're good enough to police ourselves at this point yeah but- I guess yeah, we'll yeah. see. You can always. You may have to turn it back on. Two months. <laughs> might, Maybe you're wrong. It might last a week. By the time this drops, we may have to put, yes. put the restrictions. You'll be, <laughs> you no, be no, blaming me for uh, the downfall. 
<laughs> but I think that's important because part of the, the value of these groups is the ability to ask a bunch of really smart people who have been doing this for a long time advice. And sometimes you're on the job and you yep. need that advice now. So, um, yeah, that was one thing that Kevin had brought up when we talked about it was like, hey, you know, sometimes our guys need the information immediately and we're all working. You know, we all have our own businesses. We right. don't always have time to be right on Facebook to approve everything as soon as it comes in. So I, I think yep. uh, we're going to go ahead and experiment with that and see how it works out. But I think uh, I think the group has matured enough that we have enough people in it who are solid, who will police if we're not able to police as mods. Someone will report it or. Yeah. or step in and, and and keep the conversation positive if needed so we're excited about that team so we appreciate you bringing that up and, oh, cool. and helping keep the, anytime keep the group uh i'm glad uh, my complaints okay. aren't falling on deaf ears no 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 and you know i think that's the thing too we want to tell the flomies is please tell us man you know we're just we're the mods but we don't have all the brilliant ideas half of the ideas that we've come up with that have been great for the group were contributed by you know flomies and we're like, man, why aren't we doing that? You know, it's almost like a no brainer. Sometimes things are mentioned to us and we implement it. So uh, we don't want people to think like, oh, we're the only ones who have control and make all the decisions. We are very open to ideas. So we appreciate people like yourself who are always thinking about how to make the group better. But I just gotta uh, figure I, out how to get my wife to, uh, to listen now. <laughs> to, yeah. Let's, to hear this, my ideas. Out. Start. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first to just tell her, look. Gabe said, I had a good idea. So, right. honey, That's you got to right. start listening now. <laughs> that, that'll last a week, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about your beginnings. Uh, how did you get into the window cleaning industry? Was it something you had planned? Was it something you looked into? Or did it, where'd you, like, the proverbial fall into window cleaning? Yeah, I, I definitely fell into it. I, uh, let's see, I guess it was 2008. Actually, I got out of rehab. Um, and, uh, needed a change of scene and jobs. And, uh, a a buddy of mine at uh, my dad's church was, had a pressure washing and window cleaning thing. It's like, man, I gotta, uh, I gotta do something different here. And so he put me to work. He's like, you run a pressure washer. I was like, sure. I can do just about whatever you pay me for. And, uh, so I did that and, uh, you know, and he was doing residential stuff in Austin and, uh, so I eventually started doing some window cleaning uh, with him and kind of learned the ropes. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it, it was flexible enough. I was still doing music kind of semi full time, I guess, back mm-hmm. then too. So it was a good fit. Uh, and, you know, I kind of, I guess that's how I, how I landed in it and uh, ended up doing that for a few years. He was a nice guy and still a good friend, but, as far as running a business or being a boss, didn't know what he was doing. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot. so I, I learned a lot actually from him on what not to do, probably too, yeah. and uh, ended up uh, he didn't have enough work to keep us two of us going through the winter. Um, so yeah. I got a construction job and uh, did that for a little bit, and met another window cleaner in San Antonio that was working on this construction site, and I was about to move back down south, and so I ended up hooking up with him and doing commercial work. Um, so, and that was 15, I guess almost 15 years ago as, you know, started out as an employee and then, uh, you know, started my own, went self-employed, I guess about six years ago now. Yeah. I I, I think that's a a really good point. Um, I, I tell a lot of people this too. I, I had some, um, two bosses who I really respected and who I learned from 
and base a lot of my business practices on what they did. But they all had, they both had different flaw. I don't want to say flaws even. It's just their way of doing things that I would have done it differently. Right. And um, it's like, I, I think sometimes we, people have a bad employer or, you know, or someone like you said, who doesn't mean to be bad. It's just, they're just not good businessmen <laughs> or they're not, right. they're not, it's not used to thinking about their employees or, or how this would affect their employees or, or how it would affect their business by treating their employees a certain way. Um, but, you know, it's easy to, to be in that situation and to almost write them off as, Oh, they're a bad boss. I don't want to have anything to do with them anymore. I wasted my time, but you know, learning what not to do can be just as valuable as learning. Oh, what yeah. To, you know, and, and a lot of things that I've implemented in my own business either learned one, because I liked the way it worked or two, I did not like the inside so of the opposite, or at least I did right. whatever I could to, to offset that. So that's, that's cool that you recognize that, at least that you're yeah. able to. I don't know from. if I recognized you right away, but once I started working for the other guy, it was pretty obvious. I mean, I, you know, I don't even remember ever using a, a new rubber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there were, I had never seen the other guy that ended up coming on with us uh, later, who's still a good friend of mine. He was like, you know, they make these things that will level out the ladder instead of us having to put a rock underneath this thing. Or, I, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've been there. Yeah. It's just the, the stupidest, you know, there was one, uh, we did LaDainian Tomlinson, this uh, pro oh, football wow. player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was building a house uh, and, you know, it was like a three-story house on the side of a hill with a pool. And I was like, dude, we're going to have to set that ladder in the bottom of the pool. This is, I don't even know how we're going to get this window. And so a 24 footer will get it. I was like, this is at least a 40 foot. And, and of course the 24 footer would not get it. And, uh, but yeah, all that stuff. And, and finally, I think one of the reasons I got let go instead of the other guy was because I was like, dude, I just, I can't go up on these ladders without like, you know, I mean, what do you, you yeah, you're watching me. That's spotting, but it does nothing if I fall. If I fall, I'm just gonna fall on you. He's gonna, he's gonna catch you. He's underneath, like, oh, I got you. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was. Uh, but you know, he was a great guy. He just uh, usually wanted us to come back early so we could, you know, ride motorcycles and drink beer, <laughs> which he wasn't paying for. So. Right. Exactly. And that's the point. I, I forget who. Oh, I think it was um, Joel Lamb interviewed his friend, and they were talking about how they used to cut or they used to cancel jobs so they could go back and play video games. <laughs> you yes, know, yep. stuff you you do when you're young and don't have to, you know, don't, don't worry about. Of oh, course, I guess it sounds like he wasn't young, right? He, he should have known better. No, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, and we learned, you know, at the end of the year, I uh, I was like, hey man, where's you know, I I need to get my tax stuff. Um, and you know, found out I owed. He 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 was using us, paying us as subcontractors, and didn't tell oh, us. No. So yeah, I was like, oh, dude. I was like, this is not even legal. Oh. <laughs> you know? So yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Learn yeah. the hard way. Yeah. But, well, uh, that was very you know. tough for you to look out for yourself, uh, Jordan. So I <laughs> yeah. hope you're bad about uh, leaving him. <laughs> well, no. good. So, so, uh, let me ask you if you don't mind uh, you know i don't want to get too personal but but with your no. with your rehab um how it was not for my knee i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but did did working like did doing windows help or was that something that was presented in another challenge? because i mean it's, it's an independent <laughs> yeah. job right you you have a lot oh, of yeah. freedom, and when you're trying to come out of yeah. that that can obviously bring yeah. some temptations uh, too it did for a little while uh i mean all the window cleaners, you know, I've met, it's like, there's a, well, there's some that are just business guys that, 
you know, they're, they're running it because it's a business and don't, mm-hmm. that maybe aren't in the lifestyle, the window cleaning, like some of us are, but, mm-hmm. but the people that seem like passionate about window cleaning itself, it's, I've met a lot of, it's either like, you know, former addicts or alcoholics yeah. slash musicians. And, mm-hmm. and then a lot of like Christian or, or church people or homeschoolers, uh, mm-hmm. it's like weird niches. And then maybe yeah, yeah. I'm probably a combination of all three of those now. Sure. sure. Um, so yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I, uh, you know, that stint in rehab probably, it didn't take very well the first time and, uh, or, well, that was the only time I went knock on wood, yeah. but, uh, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't last as long as I'd hoped at least, um, you know, I had sure. to have kids before I figured, figured that part of my life out, I think, but, uh, but no, so yeah. it, it, it was, yeah, it was probably, you know, no, I guess it was probably not good. Cause I figured out, you know, you got a little too much independence and, somebody if you're working with somebody else with a habit and you decide you want to uh take your lunch break you know over in the hood and spend the rest of the day uh you know enjoying the uh the 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 window cleaning a little bit more but probably not being as productive (laughs) yeah um well that's that's what i was thinking you know because i as someone who you know mentors people and talks to people and especially um, you know, not just in the window cleaning industry, uh, but, you know, talking to young people who sometimes are coming out of rehab and they're looking to do something. Obviously, they're going to have a hard time finding work elsewhere, right? Right. They're going to have time finding work in a um, standard type of job because they're going to do. A, it's awesome uh, because of that, though, because like, you know, you can, I mean, you don't have to shave. You can, you know, I'm ta- I got tattoos. Actually, back then yeah. I wasn't tattooed, I guess, but you know, I mean, I've turned down jobs because I knew I was going to have to shave and this is not yeah. an industry that that matters. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a, a good, I think a good, if you've got a good mentor, like if you got somebody like that's, yourself that you're working for, it's an awesome, awesome opportunity. That, that's what I, I try to instill in them, whatever, whatever industry they end up going towards is like, look, if you want to get into that, hey, more power to you, but you got to have or be around good people. Because oh yeah, because you could go to Wall Street and you know they're I mean they're doing coke on the lunch breaks and stuff too. Yep. So it's yep. Uh, you know it, I mean it's uh, you know my it's the same like we talk about it with our kids at school and you know I tell my wife I was like look this stuff private schools public schools it doesn't you know private school kids can Absolutely. just afford better drugs sometimes. Absolutely, it's all out Absolutely. there. You just gotta you know know how to watch for it. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you came out on the right end of that. And I, yeah, I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. And, and uh, so that's, that's really good on you that you were able to. Well, and, and like you said, I, being a parent, that, that'll <laughs> that'll smart <laughs> oh, yeah. you up real fast. Won't it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good. So you started out, you you had your first company that went, that you owned was Joe Country Hydro Clean, right? And Hill, so Con- you are, Hill Country Hydro Clean. Oh, Hill yeah. Country. I'm yep. sorry. Did they yeah, we Country? live here in the yep. Texas Hill Country. And- gotcha. So Hill Country Hydro Clean, and you just, before we came on, you were talking about how you're wanting to rebrand and you're wanting to kind of change things up. So kind of walk us through a little bit of of that history of your company, why you, why you felt the need to rebrand, why you chose the initial name in the beginning uh, and kind of how this experience is going for you so far. Yeah. So, well, I guess one of my choices at the beginning, uh, you know, trying to pick a name, uh, well, for a band name or for any, any name, that's the hardest part, I think. And it yeah, certainly yeah. was with the company thing. And I was, you know, at the time, I guess I thought maybe I would do more pressure washing, even though I hate doing it and, and there's money in it. But uh, so sure. I was trying to come up with something that just covered everything and uh, and told, you know, kind of covered our area here in Texas. And um, I live 
just north of San Antonio, kind of a little bit south, almost in between San Antonio and Austin, um, just a little bit south of that center line there. And uh, so I kind of work all over the hill country. And uh, so that was my that was my theory and hydro clean. I was like, oh, clean, you know, I'm cleaning with water. And uh, and really, I, I, I should have just gone with Jordan, the window cleaner to begin with, because that was my other strong choice. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know. I just thought, well, it sounds too generic. And I guess at the time, I don't know if I knew about Luke, the window cleaner, but uh, or maybe it, maybe it, that was, you know, I don't know. You, you worry about, you overthink all yeah. this stuff. So, right, right. Oh, yeah. Um, I totally did too. Yeah. So, but, but then what I, in fact, I, I kept that name longer than I intended to because my buddy that did the logo, the logo was so awesome. <laughs> that I was like, man, this logo is great. But then I was like, this guy, <laughs> he can do another logo. That's probably just as cool or cooler. Sure, and sure. So I finally, I reached out to him a month or so ago and he said, he was like, man, um, I've got to finish up some stuff for Garth. Can you wait a couple of weeks? I was like, Garth Brooks? <laughs> or Garth from, uh, you know, from, from <laughs> <Wayne's> World. World. <laughs> yeah. I was like, either one would be cool. Yeah. So yeah, he was finishing up Garth Brooks stuff. I was like, Oh, wow, awesome. Yeah, nice. I, can, I can wait on that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just, just sent me new logo stuff and, uh, sweet. So I got to get, get the new cards made and, you know, switch everything over. But I thought, man, if, if I keep waiting, the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I had, um, let me see if I, uh, I think I took my hat back. I had my other hat on that had our logo on it, but we have, oh, actually I have this right here. I don't know if this will can see it, but this is our, our logo. Oh yeah. This little, the, we call yeah, it the window cool. dude. Right. And, and yeah. I started with that. This is like when, uh, like you said, like a, a free license image and we just doctored it up a little bit. Anyways, about two years ago when we were doing our rebranding, I was like, oh, we got to change the logo up. We got to do this. And I had submitted, you know, I, I got different, you know, other little guys to, to replace him. Everyone had a fit. <laughs> Everyone had a fit. There was yep. like, no, you can't change the window guy. He's been with you forever. So we just made him a little, little cooler looking. We changed him up a little bit, but yep. we kept the basic concept um, on it. So it just freshened it up a little bit. But like what you said, man, once, once it gets hooked, it's like there's a certain point where it's really hard to change <laughs> without I know. Really making people upset. Yeah, well, so. and I had, I was actually speaking to Mike Nichols about it, I guess, last year. And because uh, uh -huh. he I think he had done, you know, gone through a similar change a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the, cool the window one. guys now. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he was like, that's what just because that's what I was like. Everybody just calls us Jordan, yep. the window cleaner. I'm it's all referral pretty much. And they just say, call yeah. Jordan, the window cleaner. Right. And uh, he said he was like, yeah, they just call us the window guys. And I thought that would be simple. And so that was kind of I was like, hey. If Mike gives me the okay, then I'm probably making a good decision. So. <laughs> <Very> cool. <laughs> Hopefully. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Mike's Mike's a good judge of that type of stuff. So I'm glad that you had him to talk to. So yeah, yeah. so so um you made the change. Um, you're I know one of the things that's been important to you is uh having flexibility. Um, so what what are some of the things that you're doing? Well, first of all, why is flexibility important to you? What kind of how are you using that? Because everyone uses their flexibility different ways. Yeah. Uh, so so why is it important to you? How are you using it? And and how are you making your, your business work for you as opposed to being stuck working for it? Yeah. Well, uh when I started, um, well, like I started, I guess in 2017, but it was kind of the end of the year. So I don't really uh, you know officially probably considered 2018 and then of course you got winter 
so it was a few months really before things kind of got ramped up. Um, and, uh, my youngest was born in 2017. So okay. I kind of started off like, uh, I was doing, uh, I'd been cleaning windows for, for years for other people. And, um, then I took a, uh, I wanted to work closer to home and took a pool maintenance job with a friend's company. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just, I was like, man, I got to work, start working for myself when I had the kids. And so I, my wife had had a good year in her sales and I was like, man, this is the time to make the jump while we've got these extra commission checks. If we're going to, you know, I knew I had a little padding. And, uh, but a lot of it was with the newborn. I was like, I can kind of stay home. You know, if, if the work schedule is not full, I can be the one that, uh, you know, helps out here more. And, um, and so that's kind of how it worked out then. And, uh, and it kind of, you know, as I started building momentum, uh, it worked out pretty well, but then I guess COVID hit, of course, uh, you know, as, right as I was kind of, uh, hit my stride and of uh, we ended up changing schools for the kids and my oldest, um, she's in third grade now, but she was going into second grade. Um, so I guess she was in first grade, you know, and they didn't come back for the end of that year. So I kind of helped out with that. And then the okay. new school that we put them in the youngest, it was a three day a week thing for her. Oh. So I started staying home she went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I stayed home Tuesdays and Thursdays and just started booking Saturdays, uh, gotcha. working four day week. And so I'm, I'm just now kind of getting back to like a normal schedule cause she's on a five day a week now, but, okay. but yeah, a lot of it just really revolved around, you know, having been able to have time for the kids and, uh, and then, you know, I'm not playing music as much as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I try to kind of keep flexibility for that. And, sure. um, so yeah, that's, you know, probably, I guess all the reasons anybody does it, but, but definitely for family, yeah, uh, it's, for sure. it's nice to, nice to have the flexibility for sure. So, so tell me what, um, how do you, how do you control that? Because for a lot of, and it was for me, not so much now, now, now I, I, I definitely, um, although, you know, obviously the, the, the business is always going to pull a degree of you know, attention from me at all, because I'm running the business. We've got four crews. There's always going to be something to do, but, but how do you keep your, your focus when it comes to that? You know, obviously your daughter is going to be home. So that's not, that's kind of out of the question. Right. But now that she's, you know, in, in a school, you know, and now you have more of a flexibility as to when you do your business, um, how do you keep control of that? Because I think that's something that window cleaners struggle with, um, yeah, a lot of the guys I talk to, all they do is just take bi- jobs, jobs, oh, jobs, yeah. ask, yeah. yes, and they take it and they take it and they take it and they're working Saturday and they're working Sunday and then, and then they don't know why they're dying, right? They don't know right. why they're, they're just burnt out. It, oh, so, yeah. so how do you, what do you do to keep that in check so that you're not burning yourself out now that you have the opportunity? My biggest thing, well, the best, the best is referrals. Um, so the, the second guy that I, ended up working for and I still actually helped him with jobs. He had a stroke a year and a half ago. So I kind of helped him bail out some of his business, but a lot of my initial business came from him and I just tried to keep it referrals and know, you know, know what signs to look for, you know, the bad customers. And and so usually I try not to take those if they're too needy mm-hmm. and I never take a job the same week. Like even if I have availability, I'll tell people I'm booked out at least two weeks usually, and I'll try to pitch you in which 
usually makes it look like I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm so bad. Yeah, I'm swamped. (laughs) And and and, I mean, I've faked my way into that because now I am swamped. But, um, but I also, I I just, man, I, I, I I guess the biggest, I, I love working by myself and not having to deal with people. And so those people, like, I. I value that so much that I know, I guess I know what not to get into now. And sure. I mean, I've certainly taken those jobs where you're just like, why did I do this? And I'm still guilty of it. Like, you know, old, older ladies or something. I'm like, right. I mean, some of it, of course, everybody does, but I mean, there's some that I'm, when I say older, I'm like, this is just a divorcee that just wants a deal. And I, you know, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I sh- shouldn't be uh, given, given discounts or, or, you know, all right, I'll fit you in. So now I've just, I've kind of just tried to really be firm about it. Like, unless mm-hmm. you're an awesome customer, you're not going to get in at least it's going to be two weeks, you know? And so yeah. I'm trying to train, really just train my customers. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the key. Um, one, one of the downfalls of being one of those, uh, um, Hey, I'm right at your service kind of guys is that they get used to it. Yeah, exa- <laughs> and, and- exactly. Exactly. And when you can do it, it's great because, boy, you come yeah. off as the hero and they love you and they're telling everybody about you. But then, you've, you know, your daughter's got a thing you got to get to and they're calling you up, you know, Friday, you know, afternoons. Yep. Oh, you know, Jordan, oh, I got this big event on Sunday. Oh, you got to save me. Please come and do my yep. windows. I'm sorry I didn't call you a week ago. But, you know, and now you're just like, oh, you know. And so you, you do have to set those expectations, you know. And, yeah. Uh, um, and, and if you can do that, and, and again, those are the customers you want to keep, right? Those who respect your time exactly. and want you to spend time with your family and don't want to pull you from that. The ones yep. who are, who get mad that you don't drop everything for them. Oh, you know, yeah. Those are the ones who are going to, you know, you don't want them because they're going to leave the exactly. bad reviews for you. You, you can, yep. you know, spill blood for them for, you know, years. Oh, and yeah. The, one the minute time you, you don't, don't show up. Yep. They're yep, like, because those. they'll call the guy, the next guy that will jump mm-hmm. through the hoops and yeah. 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 And I learned that playing music. Like if you just, I'm like, man, if I take these, you know, I mean, if I'm playing at some little piddly sports bar, then why is this, <laughs> you know, nice music venue down the hall? They don't necessarily need me. Cause I know, I don't know. So I, I learned, I guess some of that, that it's like, yeah, hey, you just, you jump through all these hoops to try to make ends meet. And sometimes you're better off holding out and waiting for you know one big thing it, it it always works itself out in window cleaning i don't you know it just manages to yeah um, yeah for reals i think that's an important lesson to learn and it's it's not you don't learn it right away right um, you have to take those people, jobs too the hard you gotta learn yeah the hard way. yeah and in the beginning you absolutely have to take those right because you got to get established but i think you know people always say i want to have my own business because i want to have control over my schedule but yet the moment that you have the opportunity to exercise that control, you don't because right. you don't want to chase off the customer or you, or you, you want to be the hero or, or whatever, you know, there's a million reasons why you take those jobs when you should be saying no to them, but it's, it's okay. Why did you, why did you start your own business it's to have control of your schedule? So are you going to control your schedule? Yep. And that's the lesson that, that is sometimes hard to learn. And uh, yeah, know, it's, hard, it's hard to say no to those dollars. You know, I know. Well, like and, and gotta... the, I guess the blessing and the curse of being a solo guy too, is that like trying to get to all these estimates. I mean, if you're not out doing it, it you know, it, but sometimes I'm like, man, I just got to, if they can't wait, then I'm not the guy for them or, yep. um, 
And when is window cleaning ever an emergency? You know, I mean, exactly. It's usually not. It's people just think it is. So, or it's it's you know it's their bad their bad organization, right? Exactly. Having a huge event uh, on Saturday, but they don't call you until Wednesday. (laughs) Exactly. It's like. Well, look, I mean, you know, if you would have called me last Wednesday, I probably would have been right. able to fit you in this Wednesday. You know what? I'm not working on a yep. Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm not exactly. coming in, you know? And, yep. and so you, you don't, you shouldn't feel like you have to, you know, have an imposition put upon you because they thought last minute about doing the windows. Right. That's not, that's not yep. my fault. And so exactly. again, it's that control. You, you can say no, but so many people are feel obligated to say yes. Yeah, well, and I still, I drove to an estimate two days ago that I knew it was a, they wanted a roof wash. And I knew, I was like, I know this, ha- it's going to be too big. I don't want to do it. And I could already, it was a friend's mother-in-law, if that tells you anything. And I was like, I should just say no. And I yes. know I'm going to refer this to my buddy. Why am I driving That's out here? Why, and exactly. I still did it. I did it. Yeah, I, I drove 20 I miles same, out of my way. I did the same thing. Not, not quite that far, but it was a friend <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he used to, I actually bought his business from, ta- from in oh, town. Cool. He moved, he moved to Kansas city. I think I, can't, I keep forgetting where he moved to, but uh, anyways, he called me and says, Hey, this is a longtime customer. I've cleaned for her for years. She's really nice. She doesn't have a big home, but she's saying she has water spots. Could you go take a look? And I just right away, I was like, I really don't want to do that. I know, <laughs> I know she's not going to want to pay what I'm going right. to charge to remove those hard water stains. I went, you know, it was again, nowhere near. And she talked my ear off for an hour. I stayed there Ugh. for a whole hour talking. And of course she thanked me for taking the time, but I'm like, well, she didn't, didn't want to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can thank me with, you know, $50 for my time here, but yeah. Um, yeah it's Ugh. just one of those things where you have to, you, it's okay to say no. And you have to allow yourself yep. to be able to do that. Even if you come out yep. like the bad guy in their eyes, um, you know, your time is more valuable. Right. And usually those people that are that demanding, like you don't want to deal with them. They're not going to be a long-term customer anyway. And, and not, so it's like, what am not I going to pay anything? Even if they get their feelings hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if they get their feelings hurt, why it's no, you know, but it's yeah. easy to say here, uh, you know, sit here and talk about it, but I'll, I'll probably still make the same mistake. <laughs> yeah. <next month. laughs> yep. Yep. Well, the last I thing just, I really, oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I just try to spread those mistakes out a little bit more. I'm getting better at it and being being busy, too. I'm just because, you know, a lot of it was just like I'm like, man, I'm I'm losing money. The jobs I could be doing where there's a term for it. I can't think of it right now. Uh, You probably know it. Sunk. Sunk. sunk Yes, it's it's the um, yeah, it's the sunk costs or yeah, sunk costs fallacy that you've already exerted yourself for a certain thing you feel have the need to f- go through with it because you feel like if you don't, you've wasted whatever you put into it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, exactly. that ruins a lot of businesses, you know, um, yep. just, just then, as- yeah. So, you, so because the estimate and it, so you take, you accept the lower job, lower mm-hmm. cost job and, and you're losing money on something that would have, yep. you know, paid you double. Um, yep. Yeah. So classic example of that we had all the Chipotles in Tucson and we, we cleaned for them and, you know, when I got the job, I was still real small. So I, I gave him a really good deal. I mean, because it was good for right. me. I, I had income, you know, that I could count on regardless if it was raining, regardless if it was slow, I, I could count on that. And it was like a $1,500 check. I mean, it was nothing to laugh at, at the end of the month. Right. So we, we came to them weekly, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, monthly. Yeah, for sure. 
so we, you know, as, as a single owner operator, that was great. But then once I started hiring and now I'm sending people to that job, well, now the actual profit was very razor thin. Yeah. And, but, you know, of course you still have those feelings because you remember those times those checks saved you from, <laughs> from starving, starving right. that month or paid your mortgage or whatever. And you have that emotional attachment to that. And so it came to where they, I had raised prices and they were asking me to go back down to the price to what I was charging. Mm. You know, you're, you're raising it beyond what we can pay you. Please go back to what we were, keep, keep our old deal. And I just, I was so tempted to say yes to it because I did not want to lose that account. Um, and then right. I, I said, no, sorry. I, this is my prices. If you can't, you know, they ended up just doing it in house. They just, they didn't even hire. Oh, yeah. They just yep. gave bought yeah. window. And the, of course the windows look like that too. Right. Um, right. You can tell still but, probably, <laughs> but you know, it opened up all of yeah. these hours during the week that now I could have residential there. And yep. I and probably pull know, in another thousand bucks with a absolutely that was jumping through hoops to make three or 400 absolutely because you know and then not only that but because they had to be done by a certain time because they i couldn't be cool oh, when yeah. they were open that i had to yeah. do my whole schedule around them i mean so much revolved yeah. around them and i just didn't realize how how ingrained it had gotten into my business and once i i said no to it it was almost like a like a boost to my business because right. i had all of this higher profit income now coming in that i had because of my attachment to the sure thing, I, I yeah. lost that opportunity to make more money. And, and I, that's an important lesson to learn well, as well. But that's also part of knowing your worth, you yeah. know, knowing, knowing what you Well, that makes me feel good because I just lost one. I had a, uh, a property company contact me and they're putting in these new buildings and it would be in town. A lot of my work is in San Antonio, which is mm -hmm. 15 or 20 miles south. And I was like, man, it would be great to get commercial work in town. And I was trying to cut them a deal. They wanted monthly, which I, I was like, you probably only need quarterly or, or maybe every other month. Um, and I went as low as I could and uh, lower than I probably thought I should have. And, um, and then they said, hey, go back and bid this other building, too. We've got another. So I was like, cool. They like this price. I'm going to. And then I, you know, nothing. And uh, I finally reached out to the lady again. And, oh, yeah, we actually just got somebody to do a one time clean. And we're, you know, I was like, so they're. Uh, you know, all this stuff. And, and even my wife was saying like, maybe lower it a little bit more. So we, you know, it's a sure thing, but I, I was like, man, I will be kicking myself yeah. out there in the heat doing these jobs, you know, thinking <laughs> about the other jobs I could be making money, more money. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Right. So, but it, man, it was, it stung to not get it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, that makes me feel better about, cause I probably would have been in that same spot. So. Yep. Well, and that's it. Just balancing the the business decision with the emotional decision right yeah and and trying because because you know look I, i'm a i'm a guy with the heart sometimes the i do make the emotional decision like you like you mentioned earlier right. there's the the widow who you know oh yeah, yeah. can't afford and they, and they need the you know or i've someone i've had a long relationship they've been there for me right. at the beginning those are people i'm going to make a heart decision on you know and yeah if oh I, yeah if the business doesn't make a profit i don't care because yep. they're important or whatever but there's other times where you have to make the business decision and you can't let the, yep. like you said, the sting of being rejected or the sting of being told, right. oh no, you're what you have to offer is not worth that. You, this is what it's worth to us. And, and that's when you have to have that confidence and say, I know what I'm worth and I am not worth that. Exactly. So yeah, you can go find someone else who will do, uh, do that for that job and, and, 
hey, more power to them and more power to you. Yeah. I'm going to stick to the customers who want to pay what I'm, what I'm worth. You know? Well, and the good ones I found will, because I've yes. raised my prices some recently and I didn't on the older customer. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of my long-term customers, they're like, well, I'm surprised. I was, t-. they said, well, you ought to raise ours Absolutely. too. And I was like, nah, Absolutely. you're fine. And they end up tipping, you know, yes. I'm like, Hey, you know, it's, uh, y'all are grandfathered in. I'm, I'm okay on this, but I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. but, but they appreciate the work and, and we'll compensate Absolutely. and that, that's um, the thing man uh, I, and I, I i'm i'm kind of an evangelist for price raising because it made such a huge difference to my business and i i was so afraid oh, yeah. to do it for so long and, and um you know i didn't want to scare customers away and and i still had the mentality of i'm a small business i need to you know right. i gotta hang on to the company or the, the business that i have the customers that i have at all costs because this is my foundation. If I lose them, my whole business is going to crumble. And I would never say those out loud, but that's how I felt. And it wasn't until right. some of these IWCA meetings that I or conventions that I went to where I talked to business people and they just say it to you bluntly, like, dude, if you are not raising your rates, you are losing money because inflation exactly. will go up regardless. And now, I mean, inflation is yep. huge right now, right? And uh, yeah. so uh, if you are not raising your rates, you are throwing away money. Because, yep. you know, the, the value is going down. So you're paying yourself less. And once yeah. I got that through my skull and, and again, understood that my quality, uh, my dependability, my good reputation, had it was a commodity that I should be charging right. for. Then yes. that gave me the confidence to go through and just raise rates. And some of them as yep. much as 20 to 30%, you know, um, well, and. Because you want to drop the really, I. I would raise them so much that because I want to weed out the customers mm-hmm. that I realize yes. like I need to be at the next tier. Yes. You know, I know at least on residential, I know um, because I, man, the, the people that want the lowest prices are always the worst to deal with yes. it. Uh, and yeah, it just, uh, like you said, you and you're chasing yourself. Um, yep. and it's just too stressful. And the thing too, that you have to realize is that you're, you're in the business uh, over time you should be making more money, right? Over right. the years, if you're a good window cleaner and you do good work, the, you, you would expect to be, to be making more profit every year, or at least you know, a growth pattern over you know, a certain right. number of years. But you can only do that one of two ways. You can either, one, if, you're sing, if you stay a single owner operator, you have to raise your prices right. the way around it. Or you have to hire people so you've got more people working. And then you're going to, you're going to make money off of them. Those are the only two ways of doing it. So if you don't have any intention of hiring, you have to raise your prices. And that's what I keep telling people, you know, uh, because I I, I get it because I was there. I just thought of raising, you know, maybe like I'd raise it five, $10 and that was okay. And I'm like, no, I mean, I went in there and some of them 50 bucks, you know, 70 bucks. um, And and these are bigger house. And, And even then, they're higher, they're, they're paying more, but they're still not the rate that I would, I would uh, estimate a new, a new job. Right. So it's like, it's, it's a hard thing to do it because it is a pure business decision and there can't be any emotion in that. Um, So it's more obvious in residential too. I feel like I do, I, I, and I prefer doing commercial work. Uh, But part of it is because I know I'm good and I'm fast and yes, I can just, I can knock out you know, a ton of windows in a day and make good money on commercial. 
Whereas like residential, man, it, you're committed to that day. And if you get done early, uh, you, you, you know, that's your price is set. Like you're, yes. you know, you if I have a job, like day. the job I'm working right now, that's, you know, it's, it's a four day job. So, you know, I've got some wiggle room. I can go home early one day or whatever, but I, you know, I'm good for those four days, but yeah, yes. houses, man, you, you've got, if you're going to try to cram another one in or if <laughs> that one's going to take, if it takes two thirds of your day and you can't get anything else in, then it's, you're going to call that your full eight hours, but yeah. you're only working six of it. Yes. And, uh, exactly. and when it doesn't pay so that six really needs to pay for the eight Absolutely, is what needs to happen. And, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I, the, the last boss that I worked for, um, you know, he's, and, and he still works some, but he, his prices, man, yeah, he, he's, he's after he had his stroke, he started doing some more residential and gotten out of commercial. And, mm -hmm. um, so I helped him on a job this week cause he, he's worried about climbing ladders and stuff still. Mm -hmm. So I try to help him as much as I can cause he's been awesome. But, uh, but my, I told him, he's like, well, so what do you charge for residential now? And it was like double what he is. And so he raised it and he was like, they didn't blink. I was like, I told you, man, yeah. you could have been doing this for years. Yeah. I, I had uh, a, a friend of mine who he, he actually worked with me for a little while. Um, he had a business, but he was struggling with it. He just really wasn't growing. He wasn't making what he needed for it. So he asked me if he could come on with me for a little while. I said, yeah. And then he, you know, he decided, well, I think I need to go back and try and grow my business. I really need to give attention to it. I said, I get it. You know, I can't pay you what you would make on yeah. your own business. And it's what I helped him, you know, and one of the things I told him was you got to raise your prices. And, um, yeah. you know, he, <laughs> uh, and I think I wrote about this. I, I can't try to remember because I wrote an article in the American Window Clean Magazine about oh, yeah. raising prices. And I think I, I included his one. experience. But, um, you know, he's telling me, you know, I can't raise prices, you know, my customers, you know, expect this of me and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, when you work for me, what were, you were doing the same amount of work that you're doing now, but what were they paying me compared to what they would pay you? And he's like, well, right. it's probably like 40% difference. I said, yeah. Is the quality any different? You're doing, you were doing the work for me. Right. You were doing the same exactly. quality work that you're doing for the yourself, but you're taking less yep. money when, what, what, if you're going to leave me, why are you making less money than what you can? If you're going to start your own business, right. you got to start making the money that you're worth because they got the same quality because you did the work in both cases, but you're yeah. taking less, raise your price. And he otherwise did. you're better off as an employee and lose the tax. Exactly. Day. Exactly. <laughs> you know, don't, you don't have the, the liability. You don't have the, the tax right. issue you have to worry about. You, you're not paying for any of your equipment or your supplies. Exactly. Come back to me, you know, why take all this risk? and not make it worth it. Right. So right. he raised his prices and he, um, man, I mean, it was, he took me out. He, I, Cause when we first had this meeting, I took him out to, to lunch and then he took me out and he's like, I had no idea. I had no idea people would be willing to pay this, this much money for my work. And he's like, thank yeah. you so much because it did. I mean, now he's doing really well, you know, he's growing, yeah. he's still a single owner operator, but he sometimes will hire other people. He'll ask me if he can take some That's, of my work yeah. or sometimes, right. you know, but he's getting the work now, you know, it was before, I yeah. mean, he was, it was so hard for him. So he's charging more. Yep. But he's getting more work because of it. And that's, that's the, well, the and I thing found, you got to get through. Him. Like as a owner operator, like there's a single guy out there, like you have, that's, that's part of my selling point. Like I'm not the cheapest, but I'm going to be there every time. And at least for now, until I start hiring people like, you know, Hey, you know, you can trust me in your house. Uh, you know, so I got these long-term 
customers, but that's part of the selling point. I'm like, Hey, I may not be yeah. the cheapest, but, but ultimately it's when like, you know, I mean, other than really doing a bad job, like people usually don't even yes. inspect the windows, like they're paying for an experience and yes, you know, it's not just the, it's not the clean glass necessarily because anybody can clean glass. It's a whole yeah. package yes. and you gotta, you gotta be able to sell that. Yep. Yep. You nailed so, it, man. Nailed it. Well, yeah, hey, I, I don't want to go too far because I, I really want to talk. You you mentioned your music a couple times. Uh, I really oh, yeah. want to talk about that because that's an important part of, uh, I think, of, yeah. of the window clean experience, right? So we we're business owners, but again, we mentioned the reason why a lot of people start their own business is because they want the freedom to be able to pursue the things they love. Um, you are a musician. You have a band, Jordan Minor, and the Bottom Dollar Band. You had mentioned you're not really performing as much as you used to, but I know that music is still really important to you. Could you talk a little bit about yeah. starting the band and what music means to you and how yeah. you're able to let your your company or your business support this this passion that you have? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm a song, singer-songwriter, I guess would be the genre kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, folk country or I don't know what you'd want to call it, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, in college, I got uh, got started at a place called Cheatham Street Warehouse uh, in San Marcos, Texas. I know you're a George Strait fan. So that's where mm-hmm, uh, my mentor, Kent Finley, uh, drove George to Nashville for his first time. Wow. And uh, so that's where George, George started. And uh, so I started going to songwriters night there and, uh, you know, playing songs and meeting a bunch of other awesome songwriters around Texas and from all over, really. Um and just kind of had the bug. And uh, so I did that for a while and, and put a band together and started playing around the hill country and um, and window cleaning kind of went hand in hand with that because you can kind of make your own schedule if you want or, or as, as an employee, uh, you know, I, most of the time I had cool bosses that, you know, yeah. would, would uh, if I had to go on tour for a couple of weeks or something that could, as long as I gave them enough heads up, you know, they could make it work and I could show up hungover, I guess, and they probably didn't notice. <laughs> so, or pretend to be a musician. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you come over, if you come in every day like that, they don't know the difference. So. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, and but I've met a lot of a lot of other window cleaners that uh, are involved in music, whether it's a hobby or, mm-hmm. and we're, I mean, ninety nine percent of us have music going in our heads, and then the sure. headphones. Uh, of course, now we're in the age of podcasts. So I probably listen to more podcasts than than music yeah. these days, but that's just because I'm getting old. Um, right, that's what but, happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I didn't swore I wouldn't turn to my dad. At least it's not Rush Limbaugh, though. I'm, I'm right. listening to that. <laughs> listen to the ITF podcast. There you go. That's what I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> On a loop, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, but yeah. So man, I I. Uh, you know, even not doing it full time anymore. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine life without music. I, uh, yeah. I've got carpal tunnel in both my hands, which is really why wow. I don't play as much. And I got to get surgery and, and window cleaning doesn't help. Um, no, certainly not. But especially the water fed pole, I think <laughs> it's your shoulder and your wrists. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm mostly a trad guy. So doesn't uh, I'll get the trad water fed debate going. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to get my kids, uh, now I told them I won't, you know, I'll start a family band. I'll, I'll be the side man and back them up. I'll play bass or something. For them <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I can get, get my girls to do it. So we'll see, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
you know, I'll I imagine as long as I can do it, I'll, uh, I'll be involved in some way, whether it's just writing little songs and playing mm -hmm. them uh, or putting out CDs. Uh, so Very cool. yeah, it's fun. What, what does it do for you? Uh, well, I don't know if I could, I guess we, if I didn't do it, we'd probably know more. Yeah, that's true. I may go postal. Good I point. don't know. Or I'd probably be back <laughs> in rehab. Um, right. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's a good outlet. Uh, I, uh, I've, I've always been a English nerd and, you know, and I've got my head in a book all the time. I mean, I, you know, every night I am reading before bed and listening to audio books while I work. And so I kind of, I mean, in school, I always, my English papers came back as elaborate, elaborate, elaborate. And so I thought, well, if I, why do I need to say something in five pages if I can say it in three or two, if I can get the point mm -hmm. across? And uh, mm -hmm. so I guess that translated to songs. If I can say, I like to tell a story in three minutes. Um, and uh, it's cool, you know, you just make up. I, I like his history. So, I, you know, I can yeah, write a song from a woman's point of view or somebody 200 years ago or in the future or or something you know from me but uh nice. it, it, it's cool yes yeah, it's, it's it's fun to tinker with nice well i i got to listen a lot of it today while i was working just in preparation for our uh interview here i really liked it i mean like you said i'm i'm a, I'm a big george street fan I, I like the old old style country you know and i yeah I, you know i go, go back willie nelson and hank williams oh, yeah. and I, I love my, that's why i grew up listening to my dad you know i wake up sundays and my dad's listening to marty robbins you know in the background yeah oh yeah that, that well, yeah, yeah brings you're back on marty robbins country kind of yeah 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 exactly yeah. And, and uh so we uh, uh, I, I, your, your sound is very much like that. You know, it, it's kind of cool. harkens back. Cause I, I mean, I turn on the, the country station. Oh, sound, it's, it's like, bad. It's like it's so bad. It's, and it's I love, so... I mean, I'm a diehard gangster rap fan. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, but this new stuff, it's like a bad hip hop track with a banjo. Yeah. I don't even know what, yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. like, please <laughs> you know, just give me some Hank Williams or give me some Tupac. Yeah. Uh, but let's not try to mix the two. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, I, um, I'm going to I'm going to play uh, um, a song on here that I, I really liked. And, and I think you mentioned it was going to be on an album that you're putting out or, or is it out already or what? Yeah. So with? I think this one is. Uh, yeah, it's an album. I, I produced it. And uh, let's see, I wrote a song that's on the album and uh, played bass on it. It was, it was for a friend of mine that actually passed away last year um, and he never never ended up releasing the album. Um, so we're trying to put the finishing touches on it and. Uh, get it get it released here um so this is i think the one you're playing is the title track on that album and uh, okay, it's called two it. packs and a hard knock yeah two packs and a hard knock and so when do you think this might be out for for purchase i'm hoping this year i started i've talked to the people about i want to get it pressed on on vinyl uh, get some records made and um so i got all the money set aside for it and um I, you know trying to deal with life and a business in between sure, and i've got another two albums of my own that I've been sitting on that I need to release. So I'm trying to juggle all of it and figure out what needs to go out first. And, uh, awesome. but we've got to finish up some artwork. And so my goal is to have it by the end of this year, um, okay. to have that one out. So we'll well, once, see. once you got the vinyl press, please let me know. I'd love to have, buy I will, a copy because yeah. I have a, I have a little record collection, not, not anything super oh, cool. terrific, yeah, but I, I got one. some, I got a, I got a Kenny Rogers one, that old gambler one at the gray. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'd love to add that on there, but uh, let me go ahead and uh, play that here so we get this set cool. up.
setbacks and a hard knock away from being Jordan. Nice. That was awesome. Thank you. Love it. Love it. That was great. I appreciate Thank you so it. Much. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on, man. Um, so yeah, yeah please let me know when, when that drops. Uh, Cause that's, that's a, if that's a, I'll put a, a special request in for the uh, flow me advertising. I'll get my, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you again, man. I really appreciate not only your, your yeah. uh, coming on here, but also your help with the group as well. You've always been a, uh, yeah. great contributor all are the best uh, all right yeah definitely quick. my favorite group yeah well it's mine too so i'm a little biased but uh it's as long as we got guys like you and it, it's always going to stay that way so thanks y'all again keep for doing your time y'all are awesome yeah, yeah thank you gabe and uh thank you foamies for listening we really appreciate all of your support as well so you guys take care have a great weekend and as always flow on